Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. It's uh, Terrible Monday, the day after uh, Super Sunday, I guess. Yes. You know, Hangover Monday. I think that would be the appropriate thing. Yes. I never got into uh, the foods, but apparently a lot of people, uh, it's a big eating day. Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. Uh, well, you know, I got to admit, now I am into all the game food. You know, uh -huh. put it in front of me and I'll eat the food. Watch the game. I, I I don't have a dog in this hunt, so yeah. I'm like going, why yeah. would I do that? And it's fun to go to a game. Like when I lived in Pittsburgh, you know, you'd go to Three Rivers and watch the game, and mm -hmm. it's a different feeling than watching it on TV. But, you know, actually, being at home, I guess, you got the best seat in the house because they've got content going on all the time for you. You know, when you're sitting there in a commercial break, you're watching the guys scratch their derrieres. You know, while the commercials are playing on the field, and they're going, and it's got to be terrible being a player. But yeah, that's you know, the way it, it is. takes the momentum and just it, it completely stops it. I mean, if you are on the move and they break for a commercial, if someone calls timeout and they break for yeah. a commercial break, then uh, it just kind of sticks a pin in the balloon. You know, uh, oh, but yeah. you know, in the meantime, there's some really serious stuff happening in the world. You know, you probably heard about the uh, Tucker Carlson interview. With uh, Vladimir Putin? No, he went to Russia and did an interview. I'm, uh, no, isn't I, that yeah, amazing? Yes, uh, and, and everybody's you know, trying to poo-poo it, but you know what? It was a good interview. Tucker, it was a great interview. Uh, you know, the the jealous mainstream media is trying to make him look like he dropped the ball. He's a pawn of Putin. All this nonsense. If you watch the interview, Hillary, yeah. it was a good interview. He uh, he asked about when the last time he talked to uh, Biden. Listen. We know that he is putting forward some ideas about this settlement. But in order to agree on something, we need to have a dialogue. Is that not right? Well, but you wouldn't be speaking to the Ukrainian president. You'd be speaking to the American president. When was the last time you spoke to Joe Biden? I cannot remember when I talked to him. I do not remember. We can look it up. You don't remember? <laughs> no. Why? Do I have to remember everything? I have my own things to do. We have domestic political affairs. Well, he's funding the war that you're fighting, so I would think that would be memorable. I'm definitely interested, but from the outside, it seems like this could devolve or evolve into something that brings the entire world into conflict and could um, initiate some, a nuclear launch. And so why don't you just call Biden and say, let's work this out? What's there to work out? It's very simple. I repeat, we have contacts through various agencies. I will tell you what we are saying on this matter and what we are conveying to the U.S. leadership. If you really want to stop fighting, you need to stop supplying weapons. It will be over within a few weeks. <laughs> it's amazing. We've said this on this show. I mean, it just uh, it's not like they have to go through a lot of discussion here. You know, there, there's a simple way to end the war. Now, Putin thinks that, uh, and I probably think he's, he's right. I, I think he thinks that if he stops supplying the weapons, then they'll win the war. Uh, and it'll be over. I'm not too sure about that. I think that uh, the Ukraine is uh, bound and determined. Although, you know, Bill, this goes to what we were talking about with um, they're running out of uh, military-aged men to fight. Mm -hmm. uh, they had... Uh, so they need us to go fight their war. Well, I don't know who they're going to get. They're getting old men now and uh, kids similar to uh, what Germany did at the end of World War II. And, uh, and and the people who are of military age who have left the Ukraine, they're not coming back. They don't want to fight. They're, uh, you know, they just uh, don't want to be uh, be slaughtered. It, and, it, it, Bill, it is, a, I think that I heard the figure, like half a million people have died so far in this war. I mean, I'm on the Ukrainian side. I mean, it's just a, a bloodbath. Well, maybe they ought to put the shoe on the other foot here in the United States. So let's say that Texas succeeds, and then we end up with an internal battle here between the United States and Texas, who's trying to run off on its own, and then another foreign country gets involved. Would uh, What would stop the skirmish between us and that foreign country? 
getting their nose out of what we would think is our business. True? Well, I mean, um, interesting. I, I First of all, I think there's a, a, a different uh, recipe involved with the Texas situation, obviously. Well, yeah, there is. Yeah. But then again, you know, we're sticking our nose into somebody's business. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. You if know, if, just, if uh, Russia, let's say, backed the Texans, if they gave them weapons, uh, I don't know. I, would we then go after Russia? I don't know. I do. I don't know whether we have the uh, the wherewithal to be. Uh, he's diminished our military. Biden has really diminished our military so much that I I don't know whether we can handle multiple wars anymore. Okay, who's the only politician that is talking about not going to nuclear war? Uh, Donald Trump. So he's the guy to go with. As far as I'm concerned, yes. I mean, I don't think there's even a decision, and I'm not alone based upon polls. Yeah, I mean, the American people think, well, we're going to war. It's going to be a nuclear war, and you can't win a nuclear war. Even, uh, oh, what's his name, Dugan, the uh, Russian. Philosopher. Oh yeah, that poor guy. He lost a daughter. You know, I don't think you're mm-hmm. aware of this or not. He's Brazilian, I think, isn't but, he? No, he's he's Russian, but he, he's Russian. Yeah, but, he, but his his daughter was killed uh, by a car bomb that was meant for him. Yeah, his and his daughter was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but he's saying that it, you know his thing is the only choice that America has. They've got to go with Trump because otherwise. We're going to be in a nuclear war. Trump is the only way to avoid it. I think Dugan's real name, by the way, is Duginsky. Honest to God, I think they Duginsky, he shortened well, it for professionally. But uh, um, Putin also went on and talked about uh, the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline explosions. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. You know, I won't get into details, but people always say in such cases, look for someone who is interested But in this case, we should not only look for someone who is interested, but also for someone who has capabilities. Because there may be many people interested, but not all of them are capable of sinking to the bottom of the Baltic Sea and carrying out this explosion. These two components should be connected. Who is interested and who is capable of doing it? But I'm confused. I mean, that's the biggest act of industrial terrorism ever. And it's the largest emission of CO2 in, in history. Okay, so if you had evidence, and presumably given your security services, your intel services, you would, that NATO, the U.S., CIA, the West did this, why wouldn't you present it and win a propaganda victory? <laughs> in the war of propaganda, it is very difficult to defeat the United States. Because the United States controls all the world's media and many European media. The ultimate beneficiary of the biggest European media are American financial institutions. Don't you know that? So it is possible to get involved in this work, but it is cost prohibitive, so to speak. We can simply shine the spotlight on our sources of information and we will not achieve results. It is clear to the whole world what happened, and yeah. even American analysts talk about it directly. It's true. Yes. I, but, but here's a question you may be able to answer. You worked in Germany, famously. Um, the Germans clearly know that their NATO partner did this, but they and it damaged their economy greatly. It may never recover. Why are they being silent about it? That's very confusing to me. Why wouldn't the Germans say something about it? This also confuses me. But today's German leadership is guided by the interests of the collective West rather than its national interests. Otherwise, it is difficult to explain the logic of their action or inaction. After all, it is not only about Nord Stream 1, which was blown up, and the Nord Stream 2 was damaged. But one pipe is safe and sound, and gas can be supplied to Europe through it. But Germany does not open it. We are ready, please. It's interesting. Germany doesn't open the pipeline. They have gas right. that could be, could be distributed throughout Germany, but for some reason Germany isn't opening it. Why? Why? You know? Uh, but what's interesting, I thought, you know, I noticed uh, in that interview, uh, usually when you have a translator, he has a hard time keeping up with the dialogue. I mean, even this guy was magnificent. And Russian but, is a hard language to 
cross over to English yeah. because they're both complicated languages. So you've got to be able to, in your brain, multitask, and that has nothing to do with age. That just, you know, yeah, this, you, that that's just pretty incredible. Yeah, this guy was good. Uh, I was, you know, Putin is a uh, no-nonsense kind of guy. Well, with yeah, a, with in, a, in a couple of ways, he, did, he didn't spank, you know, Tucker, but he sat there and said, don't you know that? Yeah. You know, he was very matter-of-fact about what it is. I think he was happy to have, well, I know he was happy to have Tucker there, but he wanted you to know exactly where he stood, how he stood, and you should know this. And Tucker does know this. Tucker took the journalistic point of view of just being fair and honest, answering the question, and Putin did. But it was, you should know this. You know, what's interesting is mainstream media was uh, is all over him, for no good reason, oh. by the way. Uh, no. I mean, guys like uh, like Chris Wallace, who oh, is Wallace now, was... he's now at CNN. Listen to what he said. Tucker Carlson showed up in Moscow this week to interview Vladimir Putin. It turned out to be anything but an interview. Putin droned on for two hours and seven minutes while Tucker sat there like an eager puppy. Occasionally, but rarely, he got in a question like this one about the power of the deep state in Washington. It sounds like you're describing a system that's not run by the people who are elected in your telling. That's right. But more telling than what Tucker asked is what he didn't ask. Nothing about why Putin invaded a sovereign country. Nothing about targeting civilians. Nothing about Russian war crimes. A reporter can ask Putin a tough question if he wants a real interview. I mean, this guy, this guy is amazing. Uh, Greg Gupfell wrote on, on uh, Twitter, X, he wrote, while Tucker was imploring Putin to release an imprisoned American journalist, Chris Wallace was doing the heroic work of interviewing comic George Lopez, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is which is the truth. I mean, Chris Wallace uh, is just envious of the fact that Tucker got such a good interview, and in the interview has gotten, I believe, last time I checked, a hundred and ten million downloads so far. I mean, that has to surpass anything and he's done in the past. How many people live in America? 200, well, uh, 330 million. So like so a, a third of the country's already watched it. So the voting Americans, for the most part, have seen or heard it. And then you've got uh, you've got more people from elsewhere that have uh, got it, too. Yep. So I, I, I thought he did a great job. It wasn't... Uh, it wasn't perfect. I mean, he he did say, Tucker said, the interview is uh, unedited. It is what you see is what he did. You know, and it was, uh, it, a lot of it was off the, the cuff because he didn't know where Putin wanted to go. So he had to kind of adjust. And, uh, but other journalists, they're sitting back in their easy chairs and they're, they're being critical because they didn't get it, you know, essentially. So well, uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't think Putin knew where Tucker wanted to go either. So, you know, they were both sitting there on on the same neutral ground of, okay, where do we go with this? Let's just fly and see. But it's amazing that, you know, he took the time just to say, I'm going to do this interview. I'm going to go over there. And nobody, nobody, all they can do now is just poo-poo it even tried to wouldn't you want to sit there and talk to the uh the captain of the opposing team sure. before you go on to the field and see if you can get any kind of information when i was we don't uh, do that when i was a kid i wrestled and one of the things about mm-hmm. wrestling is when you get into the starting position uh you have your hands on the opponent to his leg and his shoulder maybe i forgot it and but the key is you you don't know where he's going to go, and a big part of wrestling is to counter him with moves that uh, keep him from doing what he wants to do. I mean, it's a a very uh, a, a constantly adjusting sport. Meaning, you you know, you can't go out with plays and here's the plan of attack. 
Uh, you're always making changes based upon what your opponent is doing, much like an interview like that is. is. You're, you're always making a change because your opponent is adjusting to the interview himself. He doesn't, he doesn't know Tucker Carlson. He doesn't, he doesn't know what Tucker is going to ask. Uh, so, and I thought, by the way, um, Putin was generous with his time. I mean, I don't know of any leader who sits down with a journalist and talks to him for two hours. I mean, think about that for a second. When was the last time you saw a two-hour interview with anybody? But he did it. And, well, he did it. Yeah. And everybody's watching it. Everybody's talking about it. Even the, the news medias that are mad at him, they're talking about it. And people are talking about it, so it's going to be interesting. But the news goes on. The craziness goes on. You know, what's going to go on with Biden? And, uh, yeah. you know, now I do know the White House. They, you know, they have a YouTube channel, you know. And they had the interview that uh, was a disaster on Thursday night. Awful. And talk about transparency in the White House. They said, get that damn interview off the YouTube channel. We don't want anybody to see it. So they took it away. So I would say if anybody's got that, post it everywhere you can because yeah. they don't want it out there. You just take it and post it because what are they going to do, scrub it? Yeah. Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre on Friday was pressured about uh, about uh, President uh, President Biden and who's really running the country. Listen. The special counsel says President Biden's got significant limitations on his memory. Then who is helping him run the country? The president of the United States runs the country. The commander in chief runs the country. That's her, her curt answer. And then uh, she was asked, uh, does he have mental issues? One of the president's Republican presidential rivals, Nikki Haley, has called for a mental competency test for the president. Is that something that the White House is actively considering as a way to try and put to rest some of these allegations about his memory lapses? I mean, look, I'm not a medical doctor. So certainly I'm not going to stand here and make uh, opine on, on, on tests or anything in, of that nature. Look, this administration is not going to have a mental competency test because they're going to find that President Joe Biden is non-compass mentis. That's Latin for not uh, with all of his mental faculties. Okay, that's a legal term, non-compass mentis. And... Um, he is a, um, he is in a different, you know, this guy has his hand on the nuclear trigger. And he's not with it. Go ahead, Bill. Well, no, no, no. I, I Yeah, you're right about that. And I find it interesting that she did. Well, I'm not a doctor, but here they are. They're pointing out, you know, the, the news is saying, well, you know, he uh, he wasn't found guilty of anything, doing anything illegal. No, that's oh. wrong. Her, actually, and I wonder if this is going to be, you know, we say, well, her did this and did that and was kind to him. I'm almost wondering if he might have been kind to Trump, too, because the Democrats are already coming out going, well, you know, no, 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 no. And he's trying to say he's, he's cognizant and all of that stuff. All right. So uh, what I guess I'm getting to, will he sit there and pardon himself before he goes out or after he goes out of office with everything that's going on, because what they're doing is setting a stage here where Trump can sit there and have the same benefits that he has, whether it's pre you know, yeah, uh, pre or post. If, if we had a special prosecutor for Trump, like we had for Biden, uh, that might be the case, but, uh, but her has, is known for his mild manner, his calm demeanor. He's a different type of guy than mm -hmm. uh, this guy Smith. Jack Smith is a pit bull who doesn't know when to stop. He just keeps going and going and going. What they say is he usually he usually works his way into a defeat. You know, I mean, even if he has a case, he is so rabid about his attacks that he actually blows the case. Um, Newt Gingrich talked about the her report. Listen. Look, I think the <clears throat> very clear language and the very clear examples that are in the special report uh, put on the table a very straightforward challenge. This is not about politics. This is about the survival of the United States. 
uh, you have to worry about North Korea, Taiwan, uh, Iran, all of the Middle East, Ukraine. <clears throat> and we're now told we have a president based on the Department of Justice report who really doesn't get it anymore. So at a minimum, I think the Congress should demand a cognitive test by outside sources. And if he is in fact as bad as uh, the special attorney Herr said he is, uh, I think they have to invoke the 25th Amendment. As much as I disagree deeply with Kamala Harris, uh, she is at least rational, I think, uh, and she's probably less of a danger to the country than a Joe Biden who doesn't know what's going on. Remember, he is literally the person who can start a nuclear war, or he's the person who can avoid a nuclear war by doing the right things. And everything we're seeing, he's just not there. Uh, so you don't know which staff person is making which decision, but it's clear Joe Biden isn't. And I think after yesterday, my whole opinion changed because that report, and I urge every American to read the key parts of that report, it is so bad and so clear that you can't allow this guy to be commander-in-chief, not as a political de decision, but as a matter of national survival. I agree. It's not a matter of politics here. It's a matter of nas national survival. You know. Well, I wonder, you know, the Democrats, look, before he ran, they knew that he had problems. They, he had problems back in 2016. Right. But he's got, they've gotten worse, and he's in. And, you know, Newt just mentioned, he go, he's not the one that's been running the country. Somebody else is. And their puppet has is broken. Their puppet's broken. Yeah. And they don't want to give up their puppet because then they're not calling the shots anymore. And you, do they? You, you heard you know, about you heard what Corrine Jean Pierre said. You know who's running the country? The president, the commander in chief. Who's that? Yeah, she <laughs> she is um, she's carrying the water. She's doing everything she can to to you know, stay the course. But uh, everybody who is paying attention knows that he's not capable of doing the things that he's supposed to be doing as president. Would Gavin Newsom, which I don't like him and I don't want him anywhere near the White House, but would Gavin Newsom carry their message that they want? Because he's destroyed California practically using their agenda, you know, and I mean they're 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 trying to do away with the United It's not the United States that I grew up in as a kid. It's I don't different. I don't think that uh, Gavin Newsom has in my opinion a snowball's chance? No, he he really he looks like your slick uh, used car salesman. Slick Willie, just give him the plaid suit and that's it. Exactly. You know, this is not a knock on used car salesman. I don't I don't mean to degree diminish you, but yeah, you do. Come uh, on, yeah, but he 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 doesn't have it. I think you know. I heard this weekend, Bill, for the first time in a while uh, on one of the talk shows, they independently brought up on a, on the cable news channels. They started mm -hmm. talking about Hillary again. Hillary making a comeback. Well, we've talked about that. Yeah. And Hillary and Hillary is going, you know, she was poo-pooing uh, Tucker for the interview. Yeah. I forget what she called him, but it doesn't a matter. Pawn, you know, a puppet and all oh. these other things. Yeah, it's whatever. You know, she's calling him a clown, yeah. basically. And, you know, she's the clown. But she uses her same old stuff over and over and over again. And she doesn't want Vladimir to talk because she's used Russia as her excuse for everything. Yeah. For everything. That's true. Yep. So she can't let, you know, she's mad about that because what secrets is she hiding? Oh, God. And there's a lot of secrets hidden by Joe. But you know what? Take Joe out of the office and let him pardon himself afterwards because then, you know what? This whole thing could shut down. 99% of everything the Democrats are throwing after him. And this January 6th thing with the, the states, that could be going away too because it's very heir apparent that the, you know, they never charged him with uh, insurrection. insurrection. Yeah. They've never, and they've never really, you know, they, they built, they tried to build a case, but obviously they've shown that they stacked the deck. They withheld a lot of information and there was no insurrection. So without an insurrection, you can't be found guilty of something, but he's not even been charged with it. 
And if there was no insurrection, then all these people that were charged with infinality insurrection, man, my if I were in sitting in a DC Hooskow uh, somewhere, I'd say, wait I'd a second. Sitting, yeah, if if you didn't charge me with insurrection, why am I here? Yeah, and if there's yeah. been no insurrection formally charged, you can't go bend in after the fact and do it. I was charged before the fact. Get me the hell out of here and get my lawyer. I'm suing you. Or at least yeah. I'd cut the deal to say I could take you down. Jesse Waters was talking with uh, Stephen Miller about the Her report and about, uh, you know, he they can't get over the fact that, yeah, the, Her was saying, well, he's diminished. Even though he committed crimes, mm -hmm. he was diminished. And uh, they were having none of it. Listen. This is the president of the United States garage, Stephen Miller. This is where he was keeping information about U.S. weapons capabilities, foreign intelligence, military secrets. There it is next to a lamp with duct tape wrapped around it and a shoebox. The FBI said that box was so dilapidated and crumbled that they couldn't even pick it up. They had to take the classified documents and put it in another box. Now, this is a garage that Hunter's in and out of with Jackie Bao, who's tied to Chinese intelligence. This is where the garage doors open. They're going on a joyride in the Corvette. Now, you take this and look at Donald Trump where his documents were. They were locked up in a secure facility. Boxes had tops on them, guarded by Secret Service on an estate on an island. Now, the media went crazy when those images came out. How can you continue to go forward with this document prosecution on the Trump side after what we've witnessed here with this off-ramp that the special counsel has given Joe Biden, who had a garage that looked like my great-grandfather's after a rummage sale? Well, yes, let's be very clear that the Department of Justice, the report they wrote, was an attempt to get Joe Biden completely scot-free off of the documents case while they are persecuting Donald Trump. Those pictures you showed are the least secure handling and storing of classified information I've ever seen in my life. Donald Trump stored the records based on consultation with the Department of Justice and the National Archives. Records that he as president has the absolute right to maintain, to control, to declassify. That is an unmitigated right of the president of the United States. Joe Biden had no such right. Joe Biden was vice president, not president. He was senator, not president, when he stole these records, when he purloined these records. And yet, and yet he is not being prosecuted. And we know why he's not being prosecuted, because the system is rigged, Jesse. It's rigged in the same way that Black Lives Matter can torch buildings and kill people and ruin lives, but pro-life protesters, they get thrown in the slammer. It's rigged because if you are on the right team, if you're on the Democrat team, you can commit any crime and you will be shielded. And if you're on the wrong team, you're the Republican team, and certainly for Donald Trump, no matter how innocent you are, you will be railroaded. Joe Biden belongs in prison. He willfully retained and disclosed classified information, and he has absolutely no right to retain those records because he was not the president of the United States. Well, and he's lying right to the American people about disclosing classified information. The report says he shared classified information with his ghostwriter for the book and then we was asked about it he said it wasn't true and told some crazy story about afghanistan and now knowing this whole time he's been sitting on this dusty disheveled box of classified documents in his garage and all over chinatown and penn biden center he was green lighting his justice department to go raid donald trump's mar-a-lago estate think about how diabolical yep. that is well, because we, we don't live in a free country anymore. We don't live in a democracy anymore. We live in a country where there's a ruling party, a ruling regime, ruling power centers, and they decide who goes to jail and who is innocent. Look, Hunter Biden had unfettered access to these documents in this area. A drug addict had unfettered access. This is the same time as the Biden family is making millions and millions of dollars in shady foreign, de foreign, foreign dealings. How easy would it have been for any 
number of foreign governments to obtain access to this garage? How often was the garage open? How often were these facilities unsecured? This is a complete and total violation of our nation's most essential secrets. But at the end of the day, this is the same government that has a wide open border and traffics in children. It's the same government that censors our speech illegally. It's the same government yeah. that allows people to vote without any verification. And it's the same government trying to throw Donald Trump in jail because he's the leader of the opposition party. They don't care about the rules. They care about power, Jesse. Yeah, you got a wide open garage and border. It looks like a mess on both fronts. That's uh, Jesse Waters and Stephen Miller, right. and I agree with them 100%. Two separate standards, and it's not fair. You know, I was thinking over the weekend, Bill, I don't know whether you saw this or not. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, I, I used to work in New York. There's this big museum called the Museum of Modern Art. It is mm-hmm. huge. It is uh, impressive. Uh, I, you know, not that I was ever a connoisseur of the arts, but it's, a draw for a lot of people from around the world. Well, over the weekend, 500 demonstrators uh, protesting uh, Hamas uh, in Gaza, uh, they were they, they occupied it. They went into this museum with these um, expensive paintings on the wall, and they literally just took the building over. And I was thinking, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. But when I was a younger man... If they did that in New York when I was, let's say, working there, uh, they would have uh, the police, and they would have ushered them out of that building in about 20 minutes. Well, you would have been locked up. You'd be sitting before a judge, maybe the uh, the night judge, you know, at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, but it's funny how things have changed like that. Yep. And uh, they've gotten away with it. But I was thinking about it during that interview. You know, if you're really pulling the strings in the world— and things are falling apart, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want them to get beyond the puppet to get to you. But, you know, if Joe is a puppet, you know, and Joe has some cognitive ability, and if you were Joe Biden and all of a sudden you realize you're going to go down for it, are you going to spill your guts and tell the truth or at least reveal the puppet or the puppet masters? Or they got to find an off-ramp for their puppet? You know, I, I was thinking about... Uh, you know, there's a good possibility that uh, uh, Joe is going to pardon Hunter and his family for any crime they may have committed, uh, either before his presidency or after, um, or during. I mean, there aren't. The thing is, if he leaves office now, I may have, we may have talked about this before, but if he leaves office now, uh, how, will he be able to pardon himself? Well, can he pardon himself? Because now the question is, does he have the mental capability? And if he doesn't, oh, good then, then the pardon good. would be no damn good. Very, very good. If he's, like we said before, non-compass mentis, if he doesn't if, uh, have his right mind. An then, idiot can't pardon himself for yeah, what he's done. That's right. That's a very good point. So if he's being removed because of, uh, mental issues, then he can't make, uh, you know, logical decisions. He's not decisions. Sound mind and body. I'm sorry, but he can't. You Ooh. know, there's there's a lot of things to unpack here that we don't have time to unpack. Oh, wow. But so no wonder why they're probably having a lot of sleepless nights in the uh, Some the attorney figured that out. Wait a minute. This guy is a, it's obvious he's an idiot yeah. and doesn't have a sound mind and body. Any decision he makes is not a decision. Anything he does to protect himself, the family, and us is not legit. What are we going to do? There's only one thing they can do, you know, and um, it's not something you even want to put his name into speculation or hearsay, but it is. Not, it would not have a good out, outcome all you the know, way around. I, you wonder uh, the decisions, for example, with the border, have they been done with, uh, you know, a clear mind? I mean— you you got to realize that most every person in this country who's uh, clear thinking realizes that we now have a country that's filled with terrorists. You, you know, go ahead. You cannot blame the border on Trump. Yeah, we got terrorists here. We've got civilian replacement population here. They're oh, already yeah. giving them homes. They're doing everything. You can, you can. And I started thinking about the fentanyl thing, you know, because— Fentanyl is a drug that's been around for a while. It's used in elder care when somebody has got um, cancer and they're in pain. It's it's there to make them comfortable 
during their latter time. Now, they could go on for a day, a week, a month, a year, two years. There are other elements, too, where you're in excruciating pain all your life, but you're not going to die. And then along comes fentanyl. But this fentanyl thing, like uh, I've said and you've said, it's poison, it's tainted, and it's purposely tainted that comes across the border and it's purposely given to our kids like candy. So are, is somebody pulling the strings to, A, bring in our replacement? I don't hear of illegal aliens taking the candy or drinking that Kool-Aid, but it's being forced or fed into our, our population, young yeah. and old. So are we killing off the population, replacing the population for new new people to live under their mushroom? Because well, you we, know, we, who who's responsible for these young kids dying in this country from fentanyl overdoses because of an insecure border? Wouldn't that be the president ultimately if he's allowing it to happen? Yes. You know, ultimately uh, yes. We yeah. pl- we played over the weekend. I'm going to play it again right now. Rick Jones, he's a sheriff in Butler County. And I want to play it again because I got another piece from him that he added uh, that I found, and it's uh, it just reinforces what he has to talk about. But listen to this. My name is Rick Jones. I'm the Butler County Sheriff, Butler County, Ohio. Um, I just came back from a national sheriff's training in uh, D.C. Uh, three days ago, two days ago. We were briefed by the FBI director. Ray, the director of the FBI, and several federal agencies. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs of the 3,300. We have a hierarchy. We have a president. We have a vice president. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. He also refuses to meet with the police chiefs of the United States. They have a hierarchy also. He refuses to meet with them to talk about border issues or to talk about crime that's going on because of the border issue. We were also told by Mr. Ray, the FBI director, that there are more red flags going off now than before 9-11, okay? When I say red flags, meaning people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're in the we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this started. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see it. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Sheriff Rick Jones of Butler County, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Did you happen to see over the weekend, uh, there's a video online of two representatives from Arizona, I believe in the Tucson area, who Mm. visit uh, a motor lodge, a hotel, you know, I forgot which one it was, but it's one of the bigger ones that they've literally taken over for illegals. Mm. And literally the entire place is packed with illegal immigrants, aliens who've come into our country. So these two uh, representatives went to the property and were met by security guards who said, you can't go in. And they said, wait a second. We are representatives of the United States Congress. Exactly. We, we are. And then they, they were also on committees that were responsible for the money that should be used in a situation like they have in this Tucson hotel. The guy said, I'm sorry, you can't go in. He said, wait yeah. a second. Wait, uh, you don't seem to understand. We are here because we have oversight over the monies that fund this property. You can't go in. You can't go in. So uh, they call the sheriff. The security guard calls the sheriff. The sheriff comes by and says, I'm sorry, it's private property. You can't go in. Now, you know, call me crazy, and maybe I'm just not thinking clearly, but um, if a crime is happening, if a crime is happening in a building on private property, 
does that mean that you can be blocked from, you know, from stopping that crime? I mean, can, can sheriffs come by and say, well, you can't go in there. It's private property and there's a crime going on. Yeah, but you can't go in there. I mean, if it's a crime and if they're breaking American laws, uh, shouldn't a sheriff be turning around and trying to stop the crime as opposed to trying to prevent, you know, law-abiding American citizens from, you know, from stopping the crime? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe you well, can maybe you can uh, clear it up, Bill. I don't know. I don't know that I can clear it up, but you know, let's just say these sheriffs are on the left side and they truly believe in what they are doing, then, you know, all's fair in love, or not love, but all's fair in war. And, you know, to the victors, uh, you know. Or the they spoils. Get the, yeah. So, in other words, their, their, their bad actions will be washed away, but they've got a long way to go between now and November. And actually, it's not just November. Let's just say they hold, they hold the line. And uh, not until he's he's resworn in, because trust me, we get to November with everything. It would take a lot to reverse the population right now and everything. And the left is even going. I don't know after, how they can do it, Bill. I don't know how they can move twelve or twenty or fifteen or whatever it is. I hear fifteen million conservative, maybe twenty million illegals here. How do you ship them home? I don't know how you well, do Well, I don't, okay. You know, I, you got to wonder something. Let's say that Biden didn't win the last time. We're just going to say he won for whatever reason. And Trump went on and, and the policies continued. It'd be pretty damn good America right now. But then we would be looking at the possibility of we didn't have somebody in the ready. We would have had Pence and Pence would have been taken over taking over the the, the reins. Uh -oh. So we didn't have anybody. So the Democrats might be running a Newsom or whatever they would be yeah. running. They would be running something, and then we would have eight years of total muck. So we wow. actually, even though he's done a lot of damage, we have a chance to... Very well thought out there, my friend. That's a good Right the boat, yeah. right the boat, and set the stage for the next eight years. So we... Yeah potentially have 12 years to get it right. Trump can't get it all. And let's just be honest, you know, now Trump, he's going to believe that he can because it's kind of, yeah, I can get this building up in six weeks. Yeah. Okay. And maybe he can, but this is a different kind of building. Can he do some good? Yeah, he did before. You know, the amazing you know? thing about it is we forget how much the left was attacking him from all sides yeah. during during his administration. I think and the attacks won't stop when he gets back well, in. I think he's going to have a different. Uh, uh, there'll be a different mindset. I think where he went. I think he was always thinking about his next term, and now that there's no next term, I think that uh, yeah, the attacks may come, but I think he will have a thick skin, and they will uh, be water off a duck's back, so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. this uh, sheriff. Uh, Jones, he uh, went on. I, I thought this was interesting. He talked about how we're under attack right now. Listen. The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, dispatching for police and fire five times a day. I want to repeat that. Five times a day. The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it. Three times a day. I want to repeat that. Three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. And this next election coming up, they're trying to do the same. So what we're doing here is we've got rifles in every police vehicle we have. We have what we call a go bag. We have extra magazines. And we're going to start training civilians. We've offered uh, classes to train civilians, and we're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. Naturally, we can't train the whole country. We can't train the whole county. We put this up online yesterday. It's full already. We can do like 30 people at a time. We're trying to get it, and the organization that is doing that is um, uh, Texas A&M. They're coming here. The federal government's paying for it. They're going to train 30 civilians 
on what to do when disaster sits. 30 out of 400,000 people is not much. So we're trying to get more classes. Don't want to cause fear. Don't want to cause panic. But I want the public to be aware that you are under attack. And when they're attacking, they're trying to get our cyber system. We have a grid system. Butler County does. The whole United States. Hell, our grid system goes out when it gets hot. So, and our grid system is from the 1960s. And they're trying to attack our phone system. The Chinese are flying over with their little balloons. That's not to help us and help us do some weather direction. And all we're doing is we're on the defense. We're absorbing this. That's uh, Sheriff uh, Rick Jones of Butler County, Ohio. That's one small county in Ohio of about 400,000 people. But he's trying to do something for his people. You know, that's a ramped up uh, civil defense. I would take that class because we are there right now to where we need to do that. And it gets back to what uh, whoever it was from Japan, you know, behind every blade of grass is a gun. Yeah. And we've got to defend ourselves. That's what America is about. And I know there are people out there, you oh, no, 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 no. We need gun control. Yes, but we need responsibility and we need to defend our. You want to say you want to defend your democracy, you've got to be willing to fight for it. And that's what that's about. But, you know, I, I find that interesting that he's doing that. And you know what's up? In America right now, what uh, sale of um, survival food and survival supplies? Yeah, the old yeah. bill—they've always been there. No, they've skyrocketed in the past two to three weeks to where people are stocking up for food yeah. and water and things that you can pack away in a closet and sustain life for a good amount of time. Is it because they're afraid of nuclear war? Or are they afraid of? Uh, when I went to the CPA the other day, before I hit the road to travel, you know, people were worried about, yeah, the, there are eight buses that came in and, you know, they're they're giving these people money and they're doing everything. That's not the Trump administration that's doing it. That's not the Republican Party that's doing it. It's the damn Democrats. Yep. It's Joe Biden. And maybe Joe Biden's not doing it because he's, they her proved that uh, he's not got the mental ability to, you know, tie his shoes. You know, what I thought was interesting about what he said, Bill, was uh, this is a little county in Ohio, Butler County, Ohio. He said the Chinese are attacking his computer systems five times a day. His in this little dinky county and the Iranians are doing it three times a day. You know, some of the uh, you go, well, I got I got antivirus on here. Some of the antivirus things you got are foreign agent viruses that will sit there and plant something on your hey we can look you can take this thing for free it gets it right off well it was the thing that put it on there in the first place (laughs) but once they get into your computer now what i would challenge you to do is take everything uh, unplug your computer you know and maybe if you got stuff you know don't put it on the computer right away don't ever do that maybe have it on a jump drive and wipe your computer wipe it clean and start fresh and only go online when you absolutely have to and don't have anything on there of any value because they're going to do that. They're going to, you know, we've got a, we're too dependent on computers. I got yeah. computer businesses, but the point is it's not safe and no. it's not going to be safe. It's bad. And it's foreign entities that do it. Uh, there's even, you know, aside foreign agents doing it for political gain, uh, there are the ransomware people out there. Oh, we've taken over your computer. You want the passwords to get into your stuff. <laughs> you got to pay us money, you know, and you get it all the time. Everybody is under attack. Your computer is not safe, yet we're driving you know this I, electric I, I don't vehicle down out. the road. I don't understand how the phone scams continue to happen because you would think that with technology being what it is today, the phone company could instantly find out who's doing what to whom. Yes, but okay, how much are you going to pay the phone company to block it versus how much are they going to pay the phone company to ignore them? It boils down to money, huh? Gee, that's strange. <laughs> Boy. You know, look, you know, I, I figured that out a long time ago. Like Verizon, I'm sorry, the old Sprint, now the uh, the Magenta, whatever you call it. All these phone companies, 
they know who's doing it, and they know how to block it. Do you yeah. remember the old landline phones? If you had somebody doing that, they'd say, here's the thing to block the calls. Yes, we can track them right now, and they'd go and they'd pick them up. They don't do that anymore because you got these major offshore companies, and they have they have banks doing stuff, and you know you get these these foreigners that call you, and they know your name, and they 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 do very they're all Dave. You know what you know what's happening or, a lot of times now, Bill. A lot of people, a lot of people, will look at the caller ID, and if they don't recognize the number, they just don't pick it up anymore. They just let it ring. Which if my gonna, phone has a red, and I've even gotten calls, real state calls, and but it was red because right. they even block their numbers. I'm going like, you know what? You want to get a hold of me? You can send me a letter. Yeah, because then I can I know how to determine if that letter is legit or not. The phone call, you know, government agencies don't call you to say you're in trouble. You yeah. need to do this or whatever it is. Forget it. Forget you know, the phone. Getting back to. Uh, I want to play this one little cut to remind people of where the left's head is at when it comes to of their the illegal situation. You know, mm-hmm. we think that uh, everybody's working on the the same to- on the same oar. We're all going in the same direction. Listen to this, Chris Murphy. This is what he said uh, last week on MSNBC about the illegals. You are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe, uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. You hear that, friends? The people that he cares about the most, the undocumented, undocumented Americans who are in this country. Undocumented Americans. There are. If you're well, an American, you're not undocumented. You are. You are an American citizen. Well, there's two things there. Undocumented, and he's automatic assuming calling them Americans as yeah. if it's uh, yeah a it's fait accompli. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know. Come on, you want to be American? We we got some citizens. We're killing off with uh, poison fentanyl, and uh, we've uh, decreased the birth population and the whole nine yards. This is a well-organized, well-planned thing. And again, that's why they can't let things trace back, you know, with Joe. I mean, he's, he's, uh, they don't want them, they don't want us to know who the puppet master is because if we realize that he's a puppet and we see the puppet masters, and let's say the puppet masters are the Bilderbergers and the, the oligarchs and the money people of the world, as they like to say, they're not above the law, you know, Whose army do you have that you're going to take yourself down if we see that's what's going on? That's a speculation by me. You know, uh, I remind you of the the nine-step Democratic plan. Listen. Oh, here we go. The Democrat election playbook explained a nine-step plan to blame Donald Trump for the border crisis. Step one, flood the country for three years with millions of illegal aliens. Step two, watch approval numbers on the border drop below 20%. Step three, election year is here. Decide you need to act now that you've let millions of illegals into the country and the American people are pissed. Step four, line up some rhinos in the Senate to assist with the next phase of the plan. Step five, work with the rhinos on a bipartisan basis to devise a garbage piece of legislation that would make the crisis considerably worse. Step six, ensure the bill is so bad that becomes toxic for Republicans. So much so that even the Republican rhino leadership who helped negotiate it is forced to abandon it. Step seven, message the doomed legislation as the strongest immigration and border bill in history, knowing the media will faithfully echo your propaganda. Step eight, claim the only reason Republicans abandoned the bill is because Trump wants to use the open border as a campaign issue. Step nine, adopt your new 2024 campaign mantra. The border crisis is Trump's fault. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. true. But remember, before he said that, Biden said this. There are Muslim communities, but African communities, Asian communities, Hispanic communities, and, and the wave still continues. It's not going to stop, nor should we want it to stop. As a matter of fact, uh, um, it's one of the things I think we can be most proud of. So, uh, so there's a second thing in that black box. 
an unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent, for the first time in 2017, will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. This wasn't an accident, okay? This whole immigration thing didn't just happen. Mm-mm. This was a, a well-planned, thought-out thought uh, move on the part of the left. And we are suffering from it. And believe me, friends, you know, we're starting to hear about the Venezuelan bike gangs in New York who mm-hmm. are attacking people on the streets. We're hearing about police officers being mugged by these uh, illegals. They're starting to show their true colors in, in, in many, many areas. You know, we, we, I talked about the MoMA uh, the Museum of Modern Art uh, demonstration right. over the weekend. A lot of people were wearing uh, burqas and hijabs, things like that. Well, we don't know whether they're here legally. We don't know whether these are the same people who just came across the border. We don't know whether the, it didn't. All I can tell you is this. We didn't have these demonstrations before we had the crisis on the border. Not like we have them now, do you know? It seems like there's a relationship between the two. We're starting to see things happen in this country uh, that we didn't see before. And you heard the sheriff say, hey, you know, there are more red flags now than before 9-11. We, we're... I just remember. Go ahead, Bill. No, go ahead. I was, was going to insert one of the Bill Knight-isms, you know, jokes are here. <laughs> no, I like the Bill Knight-isms. I really do. Well, yeah, just remember <laughs> when you burn the toast or the eggs in the morning, it's yeah. Trump's fault. It is. Just, that's true. It's Trump's fault. You <laughs> yes. know, I spilled something. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're, it's, it's, <laughs> the, the left, that's their mantra. I mean, you know darn well. I mean, Biden said he wanted to have these people come across the border. It was a good thing. Un, what, what did he say? Uh, unrelenting stream of people coming across oh, the border. Oh, yeah. We've got that. Yeah. The, and like, I, you know, I made the mention, and I wasn't trying to be a racist thing, but, you know, I said, you know, we see more Images now of mulatto people, you know, blended people. Now, you know, it's almost like they're planning our marriages in the future for us. Love is love, and you're going to find love where you find it, and that's fine if it happens that way. But the point is, don't sit here and take everybody and put us in a pot and blend us all together hey. and make a one-race world. It's funny you should say that because over the weekend, I'm watching one of the cable uh, streaming networks, and, of course, they go into a commercial break for a, a name brand. It's in Spanish. The whole commercial. Mm-hmm. It, it, and I'm thinking, wait a second. No explanation. And right in the middle of a stop set, by the way, that had English commercials. It was English, English, Spanish, English. You're seeing a lot of that now. Yeah, well, you know, it's the money oligarchs that own all the big things. They've monopolized everything. And now they're sitting there trying to get us ready and used, for, used to what's to come. And look, you know... People are beautiful, but, you know, let's maintain the beauty and individuality of all of our cultures and all of the tribes of the world where they are. And let's not sit here and try to blend it together, because when the person that's blending this pot and stirring the pot, they're the ones that want to control us and uh, turn us into the uh, primordial soup that they're doing. And, and, and it's just not a good thing. Understand something. The immigration in the beginning of the 20th century in the United States was different than the immigration that we're seeing now from the illegals coming across the border in that uh, people who came across in steerage back in the uh, early Mm -hmm. 20th century, they were met by neighbors or friends and they were, they went into their own communities in cities. You know, they had the Italian area, the Irish area, the French area, the Portuguese area, all these different areas. And yes, initially there was a separate, type of groups in certain areas, but it's almost as if you had to have that at first before they all started to blend comfortably. You know, all of a sudden the French girl would marry an Irish guy and a Portuguese girl would marry an Italian guy. I mean, all of a sudden there was a, a kind of a natural blend after an initial, but now 
They're ushering people into the country. They're putting them on buses. They're dropping them off in strange neighborhoods, uh, in different communities. Uh, I don't know how this is going to end well, to be honest with you. It's not. And you know what? I, I'm going to change a little bit here, the topic. Maybe they go together. Maybe they don't. But I'll ask you this. I'm sure you saw or read the book, The Stand, and I'm sure you uh, remember the movie Outbreak, you know, about that. Right. And the reason I mention that is over the weekend, there was a Latanzia flight from uh, Bangkok, Thailand. Yeah. One flight from Bangkok. They spotted a guy that looked a little sick. And oh, they I kinda, saw this. <laughs> and they kind, of, they kind of talked to him and said, yeah, no, no, no. It's all right. Get him on the flight. Get him on the flight. So you got a flight full of people. Now, they were going to Frankfurt, all right? Yeah. But you know how things go from one to two, two equals four, four equals eight, eight equals 16, and goes. So imagine you're on that flight. Now, what happened on that flight? Now, the guy's face didn't blow up, but all of a sudden, and he's dead, by the way. Yes. From his nose and from his mouth, blood started coming out. Not drips. Leaders. But we're talking liters and liters of blood just started blowing out of his mouth and his nose, and he died. And he had to Is stay there, on the plane for a while until the plane landed. They had to call yeah, an emergency. Just, yeah, they couldn't open a door and throw him out. Right. So that means if he had some kind of disease or a virus or a plague that this guy walks onto the plane, was it was it on purpose? Did they quarantine that air that airplane? Did they quarantine those people? They're not talking about it or what this guy had or anything. You it's know what it quiet. sounds like to me? I, I, uh -huh. I know what it sounds like. It sounds but... like Ebola. Yes. It sounds like Ebola, you know. And uh, so now it's walked out of the country, went to a NATO nation, and let's say that somebody got a connecting flight going, I'm not going to be quarantined. I'm going on I'm the going next to Los flight. Angeles. Yeah, I got to be. I'm going to Los right. Angeles. So, you know, just beware of, uh, we mentioned it, and if something, there's a breakout and all of a sudden it's everywhere, it started in a flight from Bangkok going to Frankfurt. And, I mean, that's a pretty heavy case because it doesn't just blow up like I mean, it does. Bill, it's, a, it's funny you should mention that. I saw that yesterday. Couldn't believe it, could I you? I could not believe it. And like Bill said, it wasn't like he had a trickle of blood coming from his nose no. and ears. It was leaders, folks, leaders. And if you know how much, you know... When you go to the store and you buy the big liter, liter or two liter bottle of uh, Coke or yeah, Pepsi or whatever sure. you buy, imagine that much blood just pouring out of somebody's face, not over a small period of time or a large period of time, right away. They said it was all over. Think about this. All seats over the seats and the wall, walls of the airplane. It was and everywhere. Virus, and viruses are airborne, too. Oh, my God. Well, that's and, a heck of a way to end the program, Bill. I'll well, I'll, I'll, I'll change it. You <laughs> know, when, when you look at the Joe Biden situation, yes, and it's so bad that uh, even Carvel can't come out and lie for you and say, yeah, yeah this is bad. <laughs> He's an idiot. Yeah. You know the that's, party is in trouble. That's true. Carvel, <laughs> you know, if you don't know who James Carvel is, he's Snake Man. A lot of people yeah. know him as Snake Man. Uh, he's married to... Mary Madeline, Mary Madeline, and Mary uh, Madeline. Whatever happened to her? She just kind of faded. She was the Republican. She still He's married to him, Democrat. I think. I, I don't know how they stay together. I, I don't. They can't talk politics unless she just uh, capitulates. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, they, they couldn't. But you know what? That that is actually a testament to a good relationship. You can be have difference of opinions. As long as you respect each other's opinion, but I just don't see that's got a that is a true love hate relationship. Yeah. Hey, uh, I apologize. I'm a little stuffed up today because of allergies, dust. You're and not stuff bleeding like anywhere, are you? No, no. <laughs> haven't been any on any no, flights. No, have you? so far so good. <laughs> hey, listen, if you want to contact us, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Mail at it's another day.com. There's mail at Jim and Bill.com and Jim and Bill at mail.com. Hang on. By the oh. way, if you want oh, to uh, say uh, our ending, remember we talked about this before, the Asta La Vista baby thing. If you want to say that, you know, you, on our show, we're going to put you on it. All you have to do is call that number, 833-538-7868, and literally record it over the phone. If you Here. don't know how to do it, it's 
Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?